Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me this afternoon, I've got Calvin with me. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Not too bad at all. Um, still living the lockdown dream like everybody else. Um, but yeah, not bad overall, mate. What about you? How are you keeping? Yeah, we're good, mate. Sun's out, guns out. Well, the guns aren't out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any guns either. I've never so been to the gym in my life, but the sun's out. Uh, it's really nice, actually. I'm loving it. Makes me want to sort of sit in the garden uh, and drink copious amounts of alcohol. So, hang on. Rewind there. Because I'm not a gym goer either, but I think I've stepped foot in the gym a long, 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 long time ago. Um, you're not a gym man either, though. You're not not one of these that needs to, to you know, Instagram your meal prep for the week. And <laughs> I'm a gin man, but I'm not a gin man. I can yeah, tell you about like a, a lovely, a lovely selection of gins that I like, but no, I'm more. I don't like. I don't like the gym, mate. It's just boring, boring, yeah, full yeah. of meatheads. Uh, any listeners who are gym goers? You're not a meathead, obviously. Just you know, Policies, you're not... yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're removed from the statement. You're removed yeah, from but... that. Obviously, you're fantastic, but I don't know. Jim, it's we've all, we're about a minute in, and we've already gone off piece. It's just natural, though, isn't it? You know me, tan, You know, I need. You know, I had a permission to tangent last time. Um, I just think, fuck it, we that's just how it goes, isn't it? And we just... look. <laughs> Lockdown centre is absolutely mental. I think we've only, we've only got what's it, we've only got a couple of weeks, and and everything's sort of getting back open here. Uh, beer gardens can open, shops can open, so I am buzzing. Uh, session incoming, mate. But yeah. I've not actually drank for like weeks. I don't know what it is. I'm just sort of saving myself for that for the twelfth yeah. of April. I think you're absolutely demented, aren't you? Yeah, man. I oh, I love yeah. it. I love I love the session. Foot, football and beer, mate. I can't tell you how many I can't tell you how many Arsenal goals I've missed because I've been like down the concourse just drinking <laughs> instead. <laughs> because you yeah, can't take your beer, you can't take your beer to the seat. Sometimes, if I'm not if I'm sober enough, I'll try. But if I've had, if I've had too many, imagine the man. You know, like how they're starting to create you know safe standing in Man City. You've got that kind of oh, yeah. boxed off. But imagine they started creating like designated drinking area where you could actually have a pint. Oh, I was watching a match. It's madness, mate. It's it's it really riles me. I mean, I think in like in Germany, they've got a safe standing that you can drink in the ground. It's just like it's ridiculous. Problem, uh, I guess it's licensing, right? No, it's the problem all stems from unfortunately, you know, seventies, eighties hooligan era. This is why it was stopped. Um, it was yeah. to, and this is why you used to see all these local derbies start being moved to early kickoff times. But it's honestly what it boils down to is just eradicate issues eradicate you know crowd trouble and all that sort of stuff which is fine you've got to sort of put a hefty amount of money aside to to, to go expensive hobby in the regular so yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that needs maybe readdressing let's have another look at it because look you're always going to get one dickhead you get them everywhere every club's mm. got them um but no i think yeah you, you know it's 2021 i think it's a very different experience mate going to watch football now than what it even was when i started going 30 years ago um you know, I remember, I remember the, uh, not the Emirates, quite, I remember Highbury with the South Bank when they started putting in seats. Obviously, I remember the old North Bank just about, and then the mural that was put there. And this is all obviously off the back of, of Hillsborough. But I think, look, come on, we need, we need to start. I mean, I talk about technology quite a lot in the game. I just think this is another aspect where, look, how hard is it to go and get a load of blokes to stand in a particular section of the ground and say, right, that's the allocated ticket amount. It's not like it was in the in the 80s. I just think we need to wake up and get get with the times a little bit, to be honest. To be fair, any away game I've been to, 
uh, Arsenal, you stand up. The only away yeah. game that I've ever been to with Arsenal that people weren't standing up was Wigan. Um, because we can give you like it's Wigan away is, is one of my favorite away days because it's like, they give you an entire t- it was always 25 quid a ticket no matter what yeah. season yeah. Um, and you got you got a massive allocation 5,000 but then like, yeah. you obviously get a lot of sort of Arsenal fans who don't necessarily go to that many away games so like they're all you get a kind of you know, uh, sections of people sitting um, and it's always really awkward when someone sat sat down in, in, behind you and you're like sorry mate <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. sort of up and down out of my seat do you know what I, I, I hate the Emirates for that. You know, I think I've been to all of the big stadiums and, you know, you're throwing in Anfield, you're throwing in Old Trafford. You know, you, you, you don't get good atmospheres like you used to, unfortunately, mate. That's just, again, it's, it's, it's gone with the times where, I mean, if I said to you, you know, go to the Emirates now and, or go to any big Premier League game, it's more of a family day out, mate, than, what, yeah. than anything. Which is, look, I've got absolutely no problem with that. But I do think, I do think football is very expensive, uh, to go and watch and it has unfortunately priced out some of the the core fans and I think you know bringing back safe standing and that sort of stuff can only be seen as a positive if you can reduce ticket prices and allow you know make football more accessible mate like you know football's for everybody you know we all love yeah. football and you and you know just you know, it's hard enough to get tickets right if you're not a member but I think it's even worse that you can't go to football because you can't afford it because it is so expensive. And, you know, yeah. we are one of the more expensive clubs to go and watch. Well, we, we are one of, one of, we are the most expensive club to watch. It's it's great. They bought in that 30 pound cap, but I can only see with the COVID pandemic, once the gates do open, uh, the prices will definitely be creeping back up. You said about safe standing. I was, I posted on, on Instagram about it. Uh, and I was That's chatting what to made me think, yeah. You made the good point about like, it, it's something to do with like basically the building uh, the, of the Emirates. And, and the pitch level. Something to do with that, that's why they can't do it, uh, which is quite interesting. But, I mean, I think there's always ways around these things. I just, they just want to spend the money, do they? Surely, though. Yeah, surely, that, right? You've been, you, you've been the Emirates. If you go bottom tier, it's, rip the seats up, mate. It's a terrace. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the... What I mean, the there's, there's sections there, of the North Bank and the clock end that just stand up anyway. There's, it depends yeah. where you go, though. If you're sort of on that cusp of the clock end with a family section, you can sort of get cut up in a little bit of... Um, mm. I hate the upper tier. I've only been the upper tier a handful of times. It is so soulless up there. And, mm. and when you when you go to the Emirates and experience, you know, an upper tier home game, it's just like, well, I'm not on that bombshell because obviously, I as you know, I go over, you know, we go over with my old man. He's a season ticket holder, and he's yeah, literally half. Of course, he is. He's halfway line, but for him, like, yeah, I understand it, mate. He's nearly sixty. Do you know what I mean? Um, and he he just loves that halfway line, halfway kind of up. I get the. You know, it is a great view, mate. You get. I mean, really yeah, the, the view is fantastic. Don't it's like. Perfect, don't yeah. It's phenomenal. But for someone like me, he wants sort of be in the. Yeah, have yeah. a shout. Yeah. yeah, have a song. It's not doing it. It's not you know doing anything for me. Because um, it's crazy, that's, right? That's football. I mean, our our average age of season ticket holders is something like thirty five to fifty. So that's you a little... surpri- well, yeah. When we just talk about prices, mate, yeah, you've got to have a well-established career, mate, if you want to go and watch Arsenal every week. But no, it's mad. I've only sat in the lower tier, the Emirates, three times because really? of that. Because he just, mate, he just refuses. He's a stubborn fucker. To be fair, he just refuse. The view isn't great. Um, like you can't see jack jack shit of, of, mm. when you're in the low tier you can't see the run mm. in the field you just sort of have no, to gauge tough. what's happening when the ball pings around the box you have no idea what's happening no um, do you know what's mad though just when you're talking like we sit in at certain angles like obviously growing up for me i was junior gunner and you were down in the west lower down towards the north bank that's where we were always at 
And it's kind of that view, like sometimes you haven't got a clue where, you know, what direction the ball's going. Just out of curiosity, how many times have you been watching the game on TV? Obviously, we've watched a lot on telly lately, but how many times where, wherever the camera angle is, it looks like the ball's gone towards the goal. It hasn't. It's gone the complete opposite way. And I'm like, yeah. there's been a few instances where I've been watching us try to defend, which is comical at times. And I'm like, shit, that's in. And it's, it's gone the other way. And I'm like, what? How the fuck? Like, I, I can't be the only one that sat there where that's happened to me, surely. No, literally. No, I know, I know what you mean. Um, I, you, know, you know, I've never watched so much football in my life. I've never had so much free time in my life. Oh, yeah. Like pre-COVID, there were, you know, there were, there were days when there'd be a game on, but I'd just be doing, I'd be doing stuff. I'd be yeah. out and about, out, out with, yeah. out with the, the, the other half or out with friends and we'll just, we'll just work. Whereas, I mean, it's great. You know, one, one, uh, one positive of this sort of, being at home all the time it's fantastic for watching Arsenal not so much recent with, with, with our terrible season we're having can we just can we just take a, take a minute to laugh at Tottenham <laughs> and that well, phenomenal just, result between Zagreb and Tottenham uh, the internet is a wonderful place at times and yes thousands of memes and just I imagine the viewing figures for that extra time period shot up because every when our game finished, yeah, hundred percent, straight on it. And you know what? I said to my mate, I said my nerves were like, I yeah. was on edge watching that Spurs game because I really, I really wanted them to go out. I didn't want to face yeah. him, um, just because I don't want to put myself through that. And you Absolutely. know, watching that last few minutes when Spurs were knocking on the door, it was like it was great though. <laughs> it was so. It was amazing. Good. It was amazing. It, it was great. I felt the same as you, mate. Like. Because let's be honest, I mean, like, I know we're not really going to talk about that, the game we lost on the same night, because, you know what, it luckily for us, didn't matter. Um, non-event, really, didn't. Non-event, We didn't even lose, fuck it. We, we're through, don't care. But yeah, to switch over after a pretty dull affair on our game and losing 1-0, to switch over to that and then watch Spurs get knocked out, look, I don't care. I really fucking enjoyed it. It was great. Um, I laughed a lot. Um, and then look, all the stuff that's come off the back of it's hilarious too. Like, obviously, I forwarded you that video. I don't know. Obviously, some of our listeners would have probably seen it going around. Obviously, there's some guy who's made up a two-minute video around Gareth Bale's love affair with Spurs and all the fans bigging him up, saying how excited they were. And then obviously the news yeah, which has come out. To play for Spurs. It's funny how it just turns out that he's really he sort of used them like a training <laughs> session to get yeah. Which essentially a... that isn't that what alone is though. Yeah, kind so... of. I'm, I mean, it's funny though. We say that, and obviously, we're all pining over Martin Odegaard uh, lately, that's, and that's we forget. We, we, I'd love we, to make that we, permanent. We have double standards as football fans, but it was great. Of though. course, like, I was just laughing. Like I couldn't stop grinning. Like for the probably two <laughs> days, I was just laughing. Like I, I came to bed, and Steph's like, "You're right." I just started laughing, going, "I'm just honestly, it was so yeah. funny." And just seeing Mourinho, just the sheer spursiness of it all, it was like. Well, I like watching Spurs lose at any given occasion, but in that fashion, that manner, as favourites, you know, what are they, 2 nil up going into the game? Like, yeah, like it's, it's peak it's peak Spursiness, and, and I absolutely loved it, yeah. Brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Um, anyway, fuck, fuck Spurs. We'll forget about Olympiacos, because it was, yeah. sort of, like you said, it was a bit of a non-event. The lads didn't really yeah. turn up. Aubameyang missed a few sitters. Um, it was yeah. very, it was very Arsenal, very inconsistent. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to West Ham. Mm. Um, and yeah, let's, let's let's get straight into it, mate. What were your thoughts on, on the on the team and, and the game and the result in general? 
Look, I, I think I texted you this after the game, and I don't know how many times I felt like this after. Why am I so Italian doing this? I don't know. Sorry, viewers, you can't see. I'm literally making the most Italian gesture while speaking here at the minute. Um, I don't know what it is with Arsenal. Have you been watching but... The Goodfellas, have you? Spoiler alert, I've never seen never seen it. Hey, what about The Godfather? N- never seen it. You know in The Godfather? Oh. I've got no, in- no interest in the old very, stuff for some reason. Very mate. good films, you're missing out. Any listeners who haven't listened, haven't watched The Godfather and Goodfellas, strongly recommend getting on that. Or just, if you have seen it and think I should have, just hold me abuse. That's yeah. fine too. Anyway, <laughs> as you were, mate, sorry. As I were, no, that's fine. Um, I don't know how many times I've come out of watching an Arsenal game, not this season in general, but definitely the second half so far, where, and I've said it to you a few times, I'm like, I don't know how to feel after that. Because, you know, in the first half an hour, you're literally like, this is fucking shit. You know, it's shambolic, to be honest. And I feared the worst. I thought this could be five or six if this mm-hmm. carries on. Um, but then, you know, it's it, to come back from 3-0 down in any game against any team is, is a good achievement and it's, it's exciting, right? And then, you know, we could have won it. They could have won it. I think a draw in the end was probably a fair result. Um, but yeah, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't really feel angry. I didn't really feel happy. I just felt pretty flat again. Um, not really. I just think that's how I feel towards Arsenal this season, really, because especially in the league where... I don't know. I don't know what kind of expectations I had for this season. Maybe getting to the Europa League, I think, was realistic. But it just started so poorly and just we're just kind of plodding along a little bit. And I remember saying to you last week before this game, you know, this is after this game, I should have a good idea of where I'd like to put my A's. Remember in the, the Europa League basket? Oh, I remember. Basket. I remember, wow. Um, yeah, you probably have to, to go with you now, Steve, and I. And that's pop them in the Europa League. Voice of reason. Voice of reason. <laughs> you know, no, you look, know if what? we won that game, very different, very different. Well, you know yeah. what? You score three goals away from home. You score three goals in any game, you expect to win the game. Um, I think yeah. from a from a footballing standpoint, uh, from a neutral standpoint, oh, what a game. Yeah, great game of football. Three yeah. minutes, three, three. From an Arsenal yeah. point of view, Bend you on. can dress it however you like. And people can say, oh, it was, you've got to enjoy it, take it what it is. It's not good enough. It is not good enough. It's West Ham. This is West Ham. How many goals are we going to gift this season? Um, and I'm talking about far, the second far, far, goal. Too many. You know, Burnley, it happened at Burnley, Olympiacos, it happened mm. against Wolves with the, with the stupid penalty. Um, mm. I imagine there's plenty more. We, It's just ridiculous. And we talk about this process and we talk about, you know, it's going to take time. Well, the fact that we are constantly conceding stupid goals, it's like we are doing our utmost to fuck ourselves over and make every game difficult for us. Is, do you remember like yeah. those, on those old PlayStation games where like you can sort of, um, set the set the game so that the the opponents had like a lead, and you'd have like forty five minutes to turn around. It's almost like every week we're doing that. It's like we well, have a go, see how many you can score, and we'll yeah. see what we can do after. It's just so frustrating. Um, it is frustrating. I, yeah, as right. pleased as I was with the response, mm. I, like you said, I just felt really fat. Like happy that we got happy that we didn't lose uh, first and mm. foremost. Yeah, but I just felt like well, uh, I said to you and Liam during the game, I said we needed to win today. Anything but a win is not good enough um, because of, you know, trying to get into Europe. Mm. And I think we're, we're ninth now, aren't we? Ninth or tenth. It's just shambolic. Like the fact we're, we're Arsenal Football Club and we're ninth from the Premier League. Um, people yeah. people often talk about Arsenal are heading into decline. We are in that decline because this isn't good enough. And I think Arteta is, 
This is a free pass this season. We can't have this next season. If, if, if we have a repeat this next season, he's gone. I think I said it to you really early, just on that. 100% agree with you. I, this season was a free pass, even for me. I won't judge Arteta until Christmas coming. I don't think we really could. Not with the... There's, there's just so much turnover that needs to happen with that squad in there. But sorry, yeah. As no, you were... no it's, it's not good enough, mate. And it just, just annoys me that... Do we... I just feel like sometimes we're too accepting of, of the current state of affairs. Like we're going away to West Ham going, oh, wow. Did well there. Mm. West Ham are a, a fifth in the league. It's West Ham, lads. Playing a football ground that has a racetrack, a running track around the stadium. Do you, mm. do you know what I mean? Like you're not you you hate that, don't you? You're not you're not a fan of running tracks oh, around. They, they, they no, not at all. I mean, I'm just flabbergasted by how bad we've been this season. Don't get mm. me wrong, as no club is entitled to anything. Like we're we're not entitled to win trophies. We're not entitled to be no. competing. But we should we shouldn't be we shouldn't be ninth in the league, floating around mid table. The finances this club has. Uh, and mm. the means that we have, and you, you look at the wage bill and the money we've spent, spent on players alone, we should not be where we are. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And uh, and it really yeah. irritates me. Last season, we were shit, absolute shit. And we won the FA Cup and it's and it completely, well, no, actually, Aubameyang won us the FA Cup. And it yeah. completely sort of, you know, it was like kind of paper over the cracks. It was it was doing wrong. I love winning the FA Cup and it, it was fantastic to do that. And, it you know, it's something that that's there for life now. We'll always have that. But it was a mm. terrible season, and you really felt like this is the season we were going to push on, and it's been absolute crap. Did you and actually just on that though? Sorry, Steve, to cut across you there, but did you really honestly expect us to kick on this season? I didn't expect it to be in the mid table. Mm. I, I thought, I mean, you look at the league, and there's not yeah. that many points in it, and you look at some of the games like Wolves, the Burnleys, Villa away, that awful run at home. I just don't think the squad is good enough. Um, people like Praise, Renan Jackers. And uh, in the Alnenis, and we're not progressing under these players. So you can say that mm. oh, they've been fantastic since Christmas or what, whatever. Mm. But it's like, well, if we keep these players, we're never going to progress in this current situation. So it's all mm. one of good saying, oh, that these guys are doing really well. But it's like, well, they are, but they're not good enough for where we want to be. I think we've got the core, some really good players, but. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm just a bit fed up of people coming out to games going, oh, you know, I'm posting on Instagram going, we're going to work harder. Well, you know what? Do the fucking talk. Uh, to be honest with you. Out. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's meaningless. And it's, and it's not them doing it. They've all got their own, as Joe Hart, as Joe Hart um, did the day. He has a social media team, didn't he? He tweeted out three nil onto the next one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know what? And, and the whole of Bami, I think, frustrates me because, Regardless of what's gone down, like he is clearly fuming about, uh, you know, Arteta coming out to the press and sort of being so honest. And mm. this guy single-handedly won us ever cup last season. Maybe show sure. him a little bit more respect. Did, did Arteta really need to sort of throw him under the bus? He could have said he had an injury and, and, and we'd have been none the wiser. I think I've said this to you before. And I know that you and Liam spoke about it on the pod. I couldn't make it on a few weeks back. And that is the not just expectation versus reality. Like you need to split your, your expectations in two, right? And that's the expectations of the club. What I want from Arsenal football club. And then there's the expectations on the actual squad of players that we have right now. That, and when you do that, you get a very different look, outlook on, look, I want Arsenal to be competitive again. I want us to start, you know, breaking back into the top four. Once you've done that, then kick on to try and get into the top two and challenge for the league, right? That's a long way off for us right now. Um, but that's my expectations of Arsenal. My expectations of the current squad is very different. Um, 
because it's not great. It hasn't been great for a while. You say, you know, we've had to praise certain players like, you know, Elneny when he he started a game against United and did really, really well with Parsi in the middle. Um, Xhaka's done pretty well. But again, like, you know, Xhaka's our second best midfielder. That's, that's, right. that's everything you need to know. We've been this, we've been in a slow decline since he's been in the midfield. Like he's never mm. really, and we've had this conversation every season where we're like, oh well, he's he's had a terrible season. Then he sort of picks up for a few months. And it's like, oh, you know, he's got you know, huge potential. But it's like, well, where do you draw the line? It's like, come on, man, like show a bit of consistency with this current you know batch of players. Like in many respects, we are quite capable. Like we, you know, there are so many games where. We could have like we, we could have beat Wolves three or four nil. We could have beat could have put three or four plus Burnley. We could have comfortably won uh, against West Ham, you know, based on how dominant we were. But it's like, I mean, we didn't kick into game until we're three 0 down. Um, I was actually quite confident going into the game. I text you, I sent you a voice yeah. saying like, I feel we we'll win today. Yeah. It was yeah. fucking dire. Like the first goal, that's it's a free pass. You it's a hit. Yeah, it's a good yeah. hit. Yeah. The second goal, shocker. What is going on there? Like. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where to start. And then mm. I, I feel like Leno probably should do better there. Really weak from Leno. Um, yes. And the third goal, was, I can't really remember it. Tierney gets beat and then it's like a crossing a and a header. And it's, yeah, and I, I, honestly, you think it's game over. Get back in the game. Yeah. Lacazette, mm. Saka had a really good chance for half-time. Um, mm. And then, yeah, the second half we were completely dominant. I thought Martin Odegaard was fantastic. I thought Callum Chambers had a really good game. With Chambers, you've hit a nail on the head. I was a bit concerned about the defence, being honest, going into the game. I wasn't overly happy with the back, uh, the centre-back pairing. And do you know what? Yeah, I have been surprised by Chambers playing at right-back. I mean, look, he had a solid enough game there when he first came back. And then I was surprised to see him back there again. But yeah, like you said, I thought he had a really good game. Um, yeah. Well, look, without him, mate, we... We wouldn't have scored two goals, that's for sure. If you remember, I think didn't he win like player of the season a few years ago before his injury? Like, he was uh, he I won he player was... of the season at Fulham yeah. and he played centre mid before he got injured, didn't he? Yeah. he, he I mean, I think he, he's another like Jack Wilshire, huge potential, but Did riddled you... with injury. Quick question on Chambers Do you think this current move where he's come back into the starting 11 is more of a I'm putting you in the shot window for the summer? I don't know because I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what his strongest back four is. Um because he every oh, week do it. What do you think? Week, if you could name your strongest defense right now. I mean I have no idea. I mean, I think Gabriel is is on and Tierney. Uh, yeah. two dead certs. But the other mm-hmm. the, on, you know, the, the right back and the other centre half, it's anyone's guess. I mean, um, you know, Bellerin, I haven't seen him for weeks, is completely fallen off the, the face of the earth. Um, it's a bit like a fight in the wind, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cedric's um, just—he's been very good. He, yeah, I would say he's probably the as, on as it stands right now. I think, yeah, he'd probably be. My but he didn't play, did he? No, and, he's on the bench. And then, and then you've got um, Rob Holding. What's how, where's Rob Holding gone? Just, just it's again. strange. Like yeah. him, like Holding and Pablo Marie, you know, strike to a really good partnership. And that's been chalked mm. off again. So, and mm. it's weird because there was talk that he'd been dropped for his bad performances. But then if, I think, well, if that's the case, then why does David Luiz get a free pass? Don't get me wrong. I think Luiz is, is pretty good. Apart, I like Luiz, apart from his <laughs> inconsistent age. Um, he's taking not, time, but not inconsistent. Yeah. He's just, you don't know what he's going to do. No. You know, 
that you have to kind of supervise him all times and the fact that he mm. slows the game down. But apart from yeah. that, he's a good head. Um, he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> not a lot yeah. Pablo, yeah, I know you Pablo mean. Marie, I thought, didn't have the best of game. Nor did, I mean, I thought Tierney had a poor game. Uh, as he well. did, yeah. He uh, did. And, Jack, um, and probably, I'd say Jack and Party as well. Party just, can we, can we just, just mention Thomas Party and his long shots? Yeah, he loves a long shot. Someone he? commented on his post. Yeah, saying, I love you, but please true. stop shooting. And I've noticed it for weeks. I think I might have mentioned. Yeah, you've I, mentioned I, it. He, no, he, you've mentioned he, it ages ago. I, he keep. I sort of admire it. You know, he's a trier, but it's like right. they are. They are not even cl- close. <laughs> they're not, he's they're, looking. I don't there's no fans in the ground because that is a health. That is a health and safety hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, if you're going to watch Arsenal, you need. Yeah, if you're sat behind the goal. And Thomas um, Party's playing, yeah, you could probably can, do it wearing a helmet, to be honest. Can we also talk about Aubameyang on the right? What was that about? I'm sure, I'm sure, if yeah. there, he'd be, I think he did give us a really uh, analytical, tactical breakdown. Um, I was going to say it to you exactly that. I was going to say, what were your thoughts around Aubameyang and Saka starting on the wrong wings? Because it just didn't make any sense from the off. Um, Aubameyang on the right, we've seen it's pointless, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and then Saka literally found his feet on that right-hand side when when Pepe got dropped ages, you know, quite a while, mm. a few months back now, and he's a revelation on that side. So I, I and they did swap it. They did swap yeah. it because it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Well, Bamiang touched the ball like wow. I didn't even know he was on the pitch for the first ten minutes. I did see a lot of people kind of calling for his head on Twitter. Twitter was an absolute meltdown on Sunday. It always is, though, mate. Very well, actually, you win or lose. I don't blame people. People are pissed off um and then yeah, yeah i don't know a batman looks like he's not he, he honestly looks like he's he's his head's elsewhere he doesn't look interested and not just recently like because he has moments of class but i honestly mm. think like for me a lot like, I mean, it's hard to say because lacazette was diabolical last week and then he was fantastic mm. um mm. sunday i thought he's uh, worked really hard had a really good game um and it, you know, it, it says a lot that, you know, I'm here saying I'd rather Lacazette in the team when you think how important Aubameyang has been to this team. But he just looks like his head's gone, like he's not interested anymore. Look, I was going to ask you another question on Aubameyang, and that is... I mean, look, actually, before I do ask the question, I think I've said it to you a couple of times, you know, why I'd always found it, you know, strange. For someone who scores as consistently as he did... Um, you know, in his in his career, why did he never get to the, the top top? You know, why why did he never reach you know the Barca's, the Reals? Um, you know, with Aubameyang, he's a goal scorer, mate. That's it. He, there is nothing else really to his game. I've always I've always thought this since he joined us as well. Don't mm. get me wrong, great great you know great striker, but when it comes to linking play or if you're not basically, what do you bring to the table if you don't score a goal? Literally. And unfortunately, mate, it's not a lot. And this is what I always said. That that for me is what is really, you know, the reason why he never made it to the top top. Yeah. I mean, if um, you think like like let's say he was playing for like a Pep Guardiola side, Pep would be demanding so much more of him. Because it's well, what do they say? You know, you when he's scoring goals, you don't sort of worry about it. But when he's not scoring, it's like, well, what, what else are you bringing? Um, it's 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 definitely an interesting conversation. You know, at the start of the season, I was really we were desperate for him to sign. It was a case of, he, you know, he's been our best player. You can't deny that. We, you know, whether he's not had a great, he's not had a great season at all. But he's been our best Terrible. player for the last two years. And like I said to you before, you know, he won a FA Cup. 
single-handedly. Mm. He won us that trophy, I feel like. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one, difficult one, but I don't I don't think his head is in the game this season. I think with the fans, though, that's definitely going to help, maybe. I think we he misses that. I think, yeah. yeah, no, I think Liam said this. Like, he's that kind of... He is that kind of guy. He's a showman, right? And he loves the the adulation that you get from the fans. Uh, I think that's obvious to anybody. But I think the summer, yeah, is interesting. I can't see Aubameyang going, to be perfectly honest with you, mate, because we've, unfortunately, again, tying him up to such a large contract at that age, no one's going to want to take no that contract. No one's going to touch him. So the only one that can go would be Lacazette. Um, and again, I, going, you know, going back to last summer, so one of my mates asked me, he goes, ah, oh, what, what do you think will happen to Aubameyang? What, what would you like to see, you know, about the contract? And I was like, to be honest with you, as great as he is, what's the point in keeping him if we're not going to improve what's behind him, ultimately? Because, you know, like, how many goals did he score last season, the season before that? It's nearly 30 goals? Yeah. And look where we finished. So it, I was kind of resound to, the, you know, losing him at one point, um, purely on football reasons. Like, I love him as a fan and, Look, you know, last season when he's winning you trophies, yeah, it's brilliant. Or dropping trophies, funny. No, I don't. But um, you know, when, when it comes I still to still cringe about that, I know it's just like, did you ever not watch someone lift an FA Cup before? Why well, couldn't someone have said up. to him? Oh, so, someone funny. No, it was really. funny. Don't hold the bottom. Yeah, it was funny oh, anyway. God, but with that, I don't know, mate. I just think. The club's just fallen so badly and we spent so poorly over the last few years that having a great, even Pop Thierry, I'm really into this teammate. Yeah, he would, he'd do better than Aubameyang by a long while. Don't get me wrong, because going back to what we just spoke about, Thierry had the full, the full package, assists. He had everything. Oh, God, yeah. he, could drag a, he, could, he could drag Arsenal through a game on his own. Whereas, I mean, yeah. I the season we, we went and beat and I think he recorded like 30-odd goals and 20 assists or something mad. Like, incredible. One thing I'd say about Thierry, uh, completely off-piece, like, I do remember when he was captain, and I don't, and I think, like, Aubameyang, I don't think they are the right... Cap- they don't think they're captain material. To be honest with you, it comes down to, look, it's individual preference, right? Yeah. When it comes to, who do you like seeing as a captain? For me, personally, it should be somebody in the centre-mid or at, at the defence. Yeah, no. I don't agree. I don't agree with keepers, even though they get a very good view of the game. They're too far away from the place. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think of Oliver um, Khan when you talk about uh, captain goalkeepers. Exactly, but it's also the same with with a striker. I'm just, it's not for me. I didn't, to be honest with you, didn't even like it when Thierry was captain. I love no. the player. Do not get me wrong, but I just there's something about either the keeper or striker in particular. I'm just like yeah. you're too. You're not involved enough. I do think. You know, you look at even successful teams gone by um, at Arsenal. It was Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira. Where are they? They're in the heart of it, in the thick of it, where they can influence the fucking referee. And then it was, well, I mean, Gilberto used to drop in as well, didn't he? Gilberto. Then he went to William Gallas, which is a <laughs> William Gallas. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Sesk. Um, who had that Sesk? Van Persie, was it not? It was Van Persie. Then it was, was it Koscielny? Yeah, he's Marley maybe as well. There's been, there's, I mean, we've not had a real captain for, we've not had a proper captain for years, have we? Let's no, be. but is it, is that just another? I mean, how important is the captain these days, though? Like, well, that's what I was just going to say. Is it something often, which has changed? With how the game? often do we see a Bamian coming out after the defeat? Never. Never. Ever. Um, so, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. Another, another frustrating result, mate, against West Ham. It was yeah, it's just a weird one to come up. And, and we didn't even yeah. have Willian to blame either. 
because <laughs> he wasn't even in the team. Yeah, this is that was not his fault. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not on the pitch, lads. Oh wow, it's still his fault. Yeah, it was shit, mate. It was. It was. Listen, it was great. It was a great uh, comeback, and you know, from a neutral standpoint, wonderful. Crack on, but from an Arsenal standpoint. Two drop points. That first half an hour, yeah. That first half an hour just needs to. The ball, mate. It was it was atrocious. Um, really feel like Saka needs a break because um, his form has really dipped recently. And, and listen, there's no criticism him. You know, he's so young and experienced. It's going to happen. But I just think the, I think the Paula needs some time out. It must be, you know, same with Smith, right? You know, you can't. You know, he had a rest, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, he came on, didn't he? He did come on. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. He does need a really look. A lot of our players look pretty tired over the last couple of games. To be Even Xhaka, like, it just... <sighs> I, I swear, Xhaka's the first name on the team shoot. And I mean, he, and he's one managers. of our best players recently, but, you know, give the guy a break. You know, we've got, yeah. I mean, we've got two, we've got two central midfielders out on loan in, in Torreira and <laughs> Guendouzi. Could probably, Guendouzi actually would, would, wouldn't be a bad shout in that midfield with Thomas Pye. It'd be interesting to look, like I think I've said it to you before, I'd like to see it at least. Like, you know, I don't think we've got anything to lose there, really. He, but he, going back to wrestling soccer, I do think, you know, um, Pepe was on the bench again. And he, he, he did well when he came on. And it's just when you look at Saka and Aubameyang starting on the wrong flanks, it's kind of frustrating to see that you've got Saka there. He's played a lot of football this season. Yeah, he's, he's really, you know, he's pivotal to you know, the way we play going forward. But... He did need a rest. It would have been nice to just see Aubameyang on on the left and then Pepe start on the right just for this game. A big talking point um, that's often mentioned though is like about Ober and Laka just don't really work together, and I would agree with that. I don't think mm. they work together. I don't think it's as effective as we uh, would want it. Just wanted to talk about Pepe briefly. We talked about it so many times in the pod, especially before Christmas, about sort of mm. demanding a performance. And I finally feel like we're starting to see some Pepe. Like he's having an impact in games. And that's all you want from him. Um, yep. You know, long way to go yet, but he's come on really well in, in recent months. That's what you want to see from your record signing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, mean, I think, you know, <laughs> you his first season... <laughs> yeah, his first season was so underwhelming. And, you know, like anybody, we always... It's just something we always do, isn't it? It's just as a football fan, if someone comes from a different league, you kind of, you get a bit of a, not a free pass, but you, you let off the hook a little bit in your first season in, in the Premier League. But, you know, I think we all expected to see him kick on this season. It, it's only kind of, maybe just like you said, happening now-ish. Can't be, um, can't be out having no fans, LA. That must be, but, you know, playing a huge well, part. Yeah, no, I think so, yeah. Because he it, it, it could be one of those that, that, that thrives off playing in front of a crowd you don't know um, but just again you know we, there's a lot of talk here obviously around Saka or, or Bart and, and Pepe but controversial right I'd love to know your thoughts on this I have my own um, I, I think Aubameyang should be dropped on performance because like we you know we've already spoke about it. if you're not bringing goals to the table what do you bring and we've all, you know, I think a lot of us would agree that it's not a great deal. Um, Pepe's in better form. I just think, I just love to see Arteta, you know, really embrace his own bollocks because you know he's all about, you know, you know that, you know, what was it? What was this thing he said when he took over? Non-negotiables and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I just, to be honest with you, mate, I just want to see you pick the most informal eleven that we have that's available to you. 
on a weekly basis. And unfortunately, I do think Aubameyang shouldn't be on that, that team sheet at the moment. I'm not calling for his head. Of course not. But I don't think he's playing well enough to be in that starting eleven. It's difficult, isn't it? Because if you drop mm. him, it's sort of like, is that really going to help the situation or is it going to piss him off more? Well, this sort of create stop. more of an issue or do you sort of, you know, drop him and you get that reaction? I don't know, well, mate. That's what you'd want to see. Difficult. Um, I do feel like he's just sort of on the beach almost, like his head's elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, there's a lot of stuff which hasn't been spoken about is, no, look, it's, you take it with a pinch of salt a little bit, but, you know, mental health in, in footballers, right? They're still experiencing lockdown the same as we are to an extent, right? There's a lot of stuff that they can't do, which they were used to doing. Everything's circumstantial. Their lives are completely different to ours, but must be, you know, it must be getting to some of them playing a lot of football. I said there's mental but, exhaustion. I mean, it must be harder than 300 grand a week. In many respects, being a footballer, I imagine it's very routine anyway. Like, you know, it's, it's very sort of like you, you, you follow a strict diet, you train every day, you go to games, mm. you know, it's it's such a you know it is your life. It's not like a normal nine to five where you switch off. I guess so. I think in that in that sense, it's probably very much like it's probably good for them. You know, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I would disagree there to a point. No, not like it's just they must be pretty bored as well in their personal lives, mate. Like you can have all the money in the world, mate. If you can't go anywhere, you can't spend it. They, that that should sort of um, you know give them the rocket of their ass they need to. Um, when they are playing on, on, on a Saturday or Sunday to get their, yeah. get their shit together. So I don't feel like that at nine to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> I'm just more like just going with it at this stage. And I just think, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Aubameyang sat down for a game or two. And I'd be very interested to see his reaction because I think if he wants to throw the toys out the pram, that would be very interesting to see what our fan base would react to that. Because I, I think we would all expect to see him take it as an adult i mean this bloke's not a child you know he's 32 33 he dresses like expecting... a child though yes Aubameyang um, is a great example of, of um, that money can't buy you fashion money can't no. buy you style no absolutely not mate absolutely not um but no i think it would be interesting to see that i'd like to see him sat down say um, say it'll be interesting to see one more time <laughs> no <laughs> no um, so yeah, I don't know. I want to see him sat down. It'd be interesting to see. <laughs> okay. Shall we shall we get on to on this day? Your favorite part of the show? I'm favorite part of the show. The bit where got... I haven't got a fucking clue what's going on because I can't remember I, I love this, this part of the show because it makes me feel inferior. No, superior. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, cut that out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So we've got we've got uh, two games. You can, we'll pick one. So on, pick we've one. got Villa, we, on this day uh, in 2012. We played Villa at home. Or if you really want to spice it up, on this day in 1997, we played Liverpool at home. What was the score of that game? Uh, in the Liverpool game, we Did lost. We, lose? Two, we one... lost two one. Is oh, is that the? Out of interest, because you know, is that the game where Fowler dived over Seaman to win a penalty? I think it is, yeah. Um, I have no idea. I've just got the line Jesus in front of me. Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, for pure shits and giggles, because I'd like to go with 1997. Okay. Challenge like... accepted. 
how meant is it? I feel more confident trying to remember players' names from 1997 than I do 2012. To be honest, I'll, we'll probably do the other game as well for my entertainment. So, cool. <laughs> okay. So, um, can you name the, the manager? <laughs> 1997 was Monsieur Vengar. Correct. Lead the Goalkeeper way. is David Seaman. Correct. Right back. Or are we playing wing backs here? I'm going to go, Lee, go, Dixon, go yeah. Lee, Lee Dixon. Go Lee Dixon. Yep. And then center ours, I'm going to go Tony Adams. Yeah. I feel that might be wrong. You're doing well here. Free this is race. a solid start, isn't it? Yeah. Can only go, can only go uh, wrong for me. Um, we have five at the back for this game, you're telling me. We're like three center halves, yeah. Interesting. What's, who's with a fullback? Key. You should be able to get that one. Hang on. I just want to go Keown in there as well. Yeah, Keown. So this, um, so we've so far we've got you've got Seaman, Dixon, Adams, and Keogh. Adams, which is a hundred percent strike record. I'm, I'm actually, I, so you've yeah, got I four just, out of four, mate. I might just leave the pod here. Um, left back is Nigel Winterburn. Yeah, there's one more centre half. You're telling me. Yeah. yeah. Now this one I wouldn't get. Yeah, this is gonna be tricky. We can come back to this one if you want. I mean, let me let me rack the brains. Let me rack the brains. Okay, now. Center off Steve Bold. No, shit. I'm going to struggle with that other center off. Yeah, so give it just, just, just throw it out into the open. Scott like, Marshall. Wow, would never have got that. No, I wouldn't not have got a, that. Not in a million years. Um, Jesus. I mean, you know, you've done well though. Yeah. So center mid Vieira Petit. No. Yeah. Yeah. V- Vieira. Yes. No Petit. Ooh, parlor? Nope. Wow. See, it started well. It's just literally gone off the cliff, well. it? Yeah, you're not full well. She just throw names out there. You got too cocky. Yeah. Thing is, though, back then, you know, the back five is fairly straightforward, <laughs> let's be honest, other than Marshall. So just Vieira, no parlor. Wow. Three other... i give it a cue. One of them scored a header against Man United that season. Well, the following David, season. David Platt. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Great clue. So one more uh, midfielder. Vieira Platt. Jeez, I'm coming to a bit of a blank on those ones, right? Take your Who's time. Who's the mate. other mid? No, Stephen Hughes. I can't. No, yeah, I wouldn't have got that either. To be honest, he's, and then he's two strikers, nice and easy. Right, in Burkamp. Yeah. Out on on point, mate. So yeah, it was uh, Stephen Dixon, Adams, Keown, Scott Marshall. Winterburn, Stephen Hughes, Platt, Vieira, Burkamp, Ian Wright, and then we won. Uh, we won or lost? Sorry, I can't remember. We, lost, we lost two one. Uh, Wright scored, and uh, Stan Collymore and Jason McIntyre scored for Liverpool. Yeah, it was so, that game I was thinking of because he Fowler tried to miss the penalty. Funnily enough, um, and then Seaman couldn't quite gather it, parried it out, and then McIntyre tucked it in. Oh, there you go. There we go. Some history for you there. Um, the substitutions, uh, guys, with Remy Gard, Ray Parler, and Paul Shaw. Sure. There we go. Wow. There we go. Interesting. Um, just for shits and gigs, I'd, I want to take the 2012 one because I feel like you'll. <laughs> this because be yeah. you did very well at that one. So I feel like we need to redeem ourselves by you completely yeah. flopping this one. Um, so in 2012, 24th yeah. of March, uh, we at home. We won the game 3 0. Cool. Um, right, let's go. I'm going to go Chesney and go. Yeah, man. 
Left back, I'm gonna go. When was it? 2012, you said. Just yeah, go just go. Who are your two fullbacks? Oh, give me a minute, Jesus. But very pushy today, this one, isn't it? I'm getting um, back. I'm, I want to. I want to have dinner at some point today. Yeah, same. <laughs> Cliche at left back. No. 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 Bollocks. Kieran Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, right back will be Bakary Sanya. 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 Bakary Sanya. He's got shit hair. We don't care. Bakary Sanya. Correct. Correct. Center backs. Koscielny? No. Pricks. Vermaelen? Yeah. I don't think you'll get this one. I'll be surprised if you get this one. Is this when Sol Campbell came back? Um, No. This was in 2012. No, I don't think so. He came back in 2009, didn't he? Really um, this this okay. player has a similar name to someone else who plays up front for Chelsea and used to play for us. Huh? The defender you're cryptically. I mean, okay, I was trying to give you it. Yeah, go on then. Johan Juru. And yeah, I was thinking of Giroud. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> your, mid, your, your midfield? Midfield. Four midfielders. No, five midfielders there are. Um, yeah. I guess it was 12. like maybe a 4 2 3 1. I guess that's what we were playing, maybe. Mm. Fabregas? No, he's gone by then. Did he? When did he? Jesus Christ. Is it that long ago that he played for us? This season was when. Uh, I think this is when we were wearing the. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the last night. No, last night kit. I think so, yeah. Okay, so Arteta. Yeah, yeah. Santi Cazorla? Cazorla, no. He used to wear like sweatbands. Alex Song? Yes, Alex Song. So we're Alex Song and Arteta as holding midfielders. And you've Ramsey. got. No, Ramsey was on the bench. Wow. Think of a front three. I know myself quite well here, don't I? I knew I'd struggle with this. Front three. Arshavin? No. Wow, this is poor. Van Persie. He was at front, yeah. But you've got like the three attacking midfielders behind him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> attacking midfielders. Would Jovino be in the squad? Yes, Jovino. Yeah, Jovino's one. Speak, speaking of shit hair. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Incredible hairline, that guy. Jovino. Oh, my God. The other two are quite Walcott. Easy. Yeah. And think there's of, one more. Think of uh, think of Mozart. Ah, yeah, Thomas Rizicki. Thomas Rizicki, yeah. So not bad. I mean, not not great. Ah, Struggled there. Though. On on the bench, it was uh, Fabianski, Santos, Cole Jenkinson, Yossi Benayim, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, Aaron Ramsey, and Shamak. Shamak, you bitch. How bad? How how bad was Shamak? By the way, probably actually. And again, speaking of more shit hair. That's probably one of the worst hairdos I've ever seen. Terrible Barnet. He used to have it like sort of gel back, didn't he? I don't know what he did. It was like he got a tub of gel in his hand and just smacked it on his head and just went, that'd be. It <laughs> was like so your, a little bit like your hair. Says the man who literally buzz cut his own head. Yeah. It's not looking good, listener. Uh, I've, thankfully, I've got uh, an abundance of hats to wear until I can get my hair cut. 
Uh, not good. What are, you, what are you loading up on screen? Who's this? Like DJ Wiley, all this rap music you're putting up. And what we got here? Sorry, yeah, you know, that's a bit of fiber side, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Sol- let's not go down there. Soldier it. boy. This is all the stuff on my iPhone from years ago, Terrible, mate. mate. Terrible. Anyway, before we go, last bit. Yeah, let's do last it. Last little bit of the podcast, and then you can get on with your day. So we've got a brand new section uh, called Get in the Bin. Very simple. So it's a little bit like Snog, snog Marry Avoid or Shag Marry Travel, if, if you're familiar shag with Shag Marry Travel. Shag Marry Travel. What a game. Um, so a little bit like that. So we're going to reel off a few players. Uh, and you, we, we, we'll answer either legend, cool hero, or get in the bin. Easy as that. Um, okay. you, so do you want me to... We'll take it in turns. We've got, we've yeah, got go five, on, we, we've got five each. So we might have the same ones here though, I feel at, at times. Um, we, I mean listeners, we fine. probably should have. We probably should have, yeah. Nah, no, nah, it's and... fine. It's fine. Okay. So on, you hit with number yeah. one. Go. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Unichi in a moto. Kenichi in a moto. In the that's so easy. Get the fuck in the bin, man. <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> in the bin. See, my, I've gone, you've gone for some funny ones there. I like that. Janichi in a moto. Fucking hell. What a, what a name. My first one for you is Aaron Ramsey. I think he's a cool hero. Just for, just for those goals in the Cup finals. The whole. Uh, for me, yeah. It, for those reasons you gave, that's why he goes into legendary status for me. Just, I think, Ooh. you know, two FA Cup winners. That's big. Yeah. That's, no. that's big moves. He was, he was, he was so important. Uh, for us mm. and you know to, and to think he came back from that horrific injury um yeah you know, what 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 a guy what still a guy. baffles me we let him go on a free as well jesus Christ. yeah anyway 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 let's not go down next up next up next up next up oleg lujny oh the horse why was he called i always remember like he was called the horse do i don't remember why that was he, you know, it's crazy when you look back at like our, our former squads, how often like these players used to play. Like, you know, they, they'd come in and do a job. They did a job, though, mate. You're going, cool, you going for Cult Hero, are you? I'm going to go Cult Hero, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. What are you saying? Mm, I'd take care of the bin. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine, man. If you want to pop him in that's the fine. bin, mate. Pop him in the bin. Go on, right, then. cool. My next one then is Emmanuel Petit. Personally, because he's sort of from that era before. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but I wouldn't want to say get in the bin either. I'd say cool hero just because of you know what he did, like winning the double in '98. Um, because I was only I'd have been what seven at the time, mm. so what yeah, about you? Kind of, he's yeah, he's a cult hero for me, mate. Not really because he went on to play for Chelsea, and I think he wasn't at the club that long. I just didn't like the manner in which he left. Did he go to Barcelona? Yeah, he went in that double deal, didn't he? He went with Overmars. Oh, they have taken so many of our. Bloody players. Mm. Um, yeah, we're joint on that one then. So cult hero, I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. So next up, speaking about players who go to Barcelona, uh, he's this guy uh, sort of fell under the radar a little bit. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Ooh. That'd be Pretty a great solid. name for a shirt, wouldn't it? Getting, yeah. Getting that printed back in the shirt. back in the day, back in the day when you had to pay per number and per letter. Yeah, he's an expensive choice. Um, he got sent off to Anfield when we beat him 2 1 in the double week yes. season. I don't, he's a tricky one. I don't, I, 
That's a strange. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how I feel about him. How long was he at the club? A couple of years. Not long. It wasn't he, long. He, he left. I think he was there. The, the, the FA Cup win. The FA Cup winning season. We beat Southampton when we blew the league. Mm. You know, he was there that season, and he, he that's summer he left. Yeah, I, he's just about a cult here. Just about difficult. I would say, yeah, just about because I wouldn't want to get him in the bin because he, he was part of the double winning team. He was so. a decent player. He yeah, was a decent no, he was, player when he went to Barcelona. Right, so there we go. Well, there, there you go. Yeah. Um, so my one here then, Jens Lehmann. I'd say legend. Arsenal legend. Just because part he was part of that. Just because he was part of the Invincibles. Um, mm. Did some pretty mad stuff. That's not true of Ashley Cole. <laughs> if we went, if we ran with that logic. But yeah, yeah he's he's got to be an Arsenal legend because isn't he? Um, never really quite understand what he did at Water Lane when he gave her that stupid penalty. <sighs> He's just an Arsenal legend for me. Just, um, I mean, yeah. Like yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because he was kind of like, he's kind of one of those where he's a bit of a cult hero too because yeah. of just the way he was. Like, mad, I used to mad, love... Mad Jens Lehmann. He was mad, wasn't he? Like, I used to love watching... Do you remember when he used to come out for his games and then he'd... He used to do little fucking roly-polies, didn't he, before games yeah. to warm up? Do you remember that? Men- yeah. He was just a bit mental, but he was a great keeper. Pissed him off, fair. didn't he, when we probably Manuel Munia in... <sighs> After following, you're a shy keeper, unfortunately. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd, it's a difficult, on. mate, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'd say for the sake of the game, I'd go a legend, but just just creeping in on the lower spectrum. William Gallas getting the fucking bin 100%. Not even a thought process. It's just, yeah, one didn't really like him being at the club anyway. Two, why the fuck did we make him captain? And why did he win number 10? Oh, yeah, that is just, that's the worst bit, actually. But yeah, get in the bin, mate. Get in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did he, correct me if I'm wrong, take the number 10 following Dennis Burkamp? Yeah, he did. Um, I think he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, anchor. Oh, anchor. Yeah. Because he went, it was swap one of Ashley. Going the other God, way. yeah, I know he did. I mean, anyone who's played for Chelsea, yeah. Spurs, and Arsenal. Um, yeah. Okay, get in the bin. You'll oh. go, mate. Uh, so my next one is Nwankwo Kanu. You could have just gone with Kanu. Kanu! Uh, cult hero, for sure. Cult hero. Borderline legend for me. Because I just thought he was... Fucking, what a joy to watch. I remember being at that game, Middlesbrough away, when he scored that unbelievable kind of flick... Do you ever see that where yeah, ball comes in from the right hand side and he does the audacious kind of mid air? Oh, yeah, it was just we, absolute source. We had some rare attacking talent. We talk about kind of the unreason the bird counts, but then like we had like sort of Will Tord and Carney in the wings. Like we were very, we had a you know, absolute mustard attack options back then. All right, so my final one, we're going to go, with, I'm going with Colt Hero uh, with that one, by the way. My final yeah. one, Alexander Schleb. Very frustrating player to watch. He's going to go in the bin for me, unfortunately. Um, and it is harsh. But he was a very frustrating player to watch because he he had so much ability. And he, he this dribbling technique was up there with probably one of the best I've seen at Arsenal. He just he couldn't shoot, mate. And he, it's, it's, it's just his final contribution. And he, and he broke off the Barca as well, didn't he? And a few years later, he ended up at Birmingham City. So, yeah, get in the bin. But, yeah. 
Yeah, you can. Uh, you can uh... get in the bin, Alexander Clay. Yeah. Right, and your last one, mate. My final one is this is the big one. Mess up. Oh, no, I'm taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> get in the uh, bin. My final one. I'm just kidding. is San- Santi Cazorla. Oh, cool hero. Um, yeah, cult hero. Yeah, love, God, cult I hero. love him. Um, no, amazing I just, player. I think I would love to say he's a little bit of a legend, but he just didn't win enough. Ultimately, like this, the whole sort of period of like the 2010s, we just mm. never really, you know, on a competitive level, we won some heavy cups, but we never sort of, you know, reached the heights of of challenging for, for Premier League titles or you know getting anywhere in Europe. So, mm. you know, based on that, he's a cult hero. Yeah, what no, I'd have to strongly agree. Like, phenomenal football player to watch. Unfortunately, he was, you know, he's at the club pretty much through some of our darkest times towards the end. I know he obviously... Actually, hang on. I'll take that back. What am I talking about? Dark times. Are in the, can't get any darker than it is now, mate. <laughs> I know. It's been dark for years, mate, for me, to be honest. But no, he was part of that squad that turned, you know, turned that FA Cup final around, mate. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And like, that's what I mean, like, free kick, same, yeah. same with Ramsey, like, such a great player, you know. Honestly, you know, can't, can't, can't say a bad word about the guy. Um, but joy, joy to watch you, as well. If you're setting the bar of, but you know, it's all interpretation. It's all, it's all, uh, yeah, all good, mate. All good. Well, I was hope you enjoyed that. I did in the bin. Yeah, it's actually quite fun to be fair. But I think, oh. that, and to be honest with you, my only worry with this is the longevity because I don't. <laughs> we've gone for how many players there? Ten players. Ten. That's fine, mate. Oh, a lot. Of there, players there'll be a, really, mate. We'll have to do you know what we should do just for shits and giggles. Won't take long. Um, we could do in the bin for the current squad and go for the entire squad list together. Okay. Um I think that's that's not a bad show. <laughs> I mean you'd be they'd, they'd all be getting in the bin. I mean you can't you, you can't label anyone a court here when they've been at the club six months. So it's hard to do. Hard to do. Well, look, Steve, I think after in the bin, do you want to call it a day? Let's wrap it up, mate. Check, check, check it out. Uh, but yeah, look, thanks to anybody who's listened to us this far uh, or continues to w- listen to us every week. We really appreciate it. Um, ultimately, it was a bit of a frustrating game to, to cover with the draw against West Ham, but always onwards and upwards. If you want to follow any of us on the social medias, you can do so. You can follow Steve on Instagram and Twitter. He's at In The Clock End. You follow myself, Kelvin, on Twitter. I'm at underscore the arse underscore and you can follow um, our other usual guest which is Liam he can be found on Twitter at Groningguna we'll be back next week to keep you entertained during the interlow uh, but until then look after yourselves look after each other take care cheers mate